You're listening to Too Much on Her Plate, the podcast for smart, busy women who are tired of running on the hamster wheel and are ready to create freedom from overeating and emotional eating. I'm your host, clinical psychologist, author, and a smart, busy woman too, Dr. Melissa McCreary. Hello, everybody. This is the final episode in the three-part series in which I've been sharing a three-session course on how to use psychology to stop overeating. Now, if you missed either of the first two episodes, no worries. I've got the links for you. I have put those in the show notes, and you want to be sure to check those out because they lead you up to what we're talking about today. Today is a good one. Today, I'm going into depth about the four essential tasks that you need to create lasting freedom from overeating. We're going to talk about what it really takes to take your power back, to take your control back from food, and to leave the struggles behind. Also, we've had some questions about my program that does just that, where I walk you through this process, which is called Your Missing Piece. It is open for enrollment right now. So if you are one of the people who has questions about this, the link is also waiting for you in the show notes. I always put the resources and the good stuff in the show notes. So be sure that you are checking those out. Now, today I'm going to tell you exactly what it takes to solve the overeating puzzle. And I promise you, there is not going to be one mention of carbs or celery sticks, or counting points. Pay attention, you may want to take some notes, because when you get this freedom formula correct, the food part becomes easy. So let's jump in to lesson three. I'm so glad that you are here. Time and energy are such valuable commodities. Take a deep breath and let yourself be present Actually, take another deep breath and do two things. I want you to just come into this moment and allow yourself to be here. And as you do that, I want you to notice the parts of you that weren't really here, right? Notice the resistance to that or notice the different thoughts and the agendas that you have going on in your head and then all the different things that you're thinking about. We carry so much around with us all day long without even realizing it. And take a third deep breath and check in with your body. And notice what you know about what you're feeling, what you're feeling in your head, in your brain, what kind of thoughts you're having, but also just come into your body and notice what your body is feeling like, whether there is tension or relaxation or whether you need to get a more comfortable seat, you know, get in a more comfortable position for the time that we're going to spend together. And just ask yourself when the last time was you did this. Was it seconds ago or minutes ago or hours ago? And know that you won't be alone if it was days ago. This series about how to harness the power of your brain and how to use psychology to really finally completely take your power back from habits you don't like with overeating and emotional eating, everything that we are talking about pivots on paying attention and being present, right? Because when we are not present, when we're not paying attention, our brain and our thoughts and our beliefs own us. Our circumstances own us. Our environment owns us. Our impulses own us, right? When we're, when we're not paying attention, we don't know that we are getting too hungry. 
So we can't attend to it, or we don't know that we're on the verge of having a massive stress eating attack. <laughs> so we can't, we can't even ask the question, do I know what to do about this? Because we don't even know what's happening. Presence is so taken, taken for granted and easily dismissed and underrated. And it is also really hard. It is not easy. And yet it's one of those things that we say, what is wrong with me? I should just, <laughs> I should just pay attention to how hungry I am, right? Or um, I should have seen that stress creeping up on me. We have been talking in these different sessions, and I'm going to talk today about all the pieces, kind of putting them together about a different way to do things, a different approach. Our brain wants to jump to what to do, right? So it's a different list of things to do, a different bunch of techniques and strategies, but it's also, and I hope you have gotten this from the other two sessions, and I want to really underline it because it's not just a different list of things to do. It's coming at the things that you do from a different vantage point. It's not looking at the food through these diet mentality goggles, right? It's like taking those goggles off and putting on a different set of glasses, having a different perspective, coming at things from curiosity and with self-compassion instead of self-judgment and self-blame, and you just need to be tougher on yourself and, and that kind of stuff, right? Here's the thing about our brains. Our brains are trying, the, the, the default function of your brain is to keep you safe. and our brains can be very primitive. Our thought process and the way that we integrate the things that we observe and, and we learn new things, there's this underlying foundation of wanting to keep us safe. Change is scary to the brain. Your brain likes to do what's familiar, which is why at your worst moments, when you are most tired and most stressed and most uh, overwhelmed and maybe anxious, you know, throw in a little anxiety or some difficult emotions, your brain wants to do what's familiar. And that is why it is so easy to wander into the kitchen and grab some chocolate. And it can be so frustrating that you have this journal full of other ideas of what you might want to do. And <laughs> your brain doesn't want to do them or think them or act on them. The things that we are talking about in this series, on the one hand, it is very, okay, so here's what's normal. It is normal if there's a part of your brain that's like, oh my God, this is so cool, or this is so interesting, or I love this, or this feels very freeing. I like this a lot. And then it's also normal if there is another part of your brain that doesn't quite get it or feels confused by it or wants to push back and tell, tell you how impossible it is. Or it all may sound very good. Have you ever had that experience where you read a book or you go to a conference or you come to something like this and it all sounds really good and then you disconnect from it and you're not even like, you start to question it. Like, what, what did we really talk of? What, what were we supposed to do? What? <laughs> Does that sound, I mean, have you had that experience or it just disappears after a weekend, you wake up and you just go back to your normal life? That is your brain. And one piece of that is your brain trying to protect you by going back to the old way that your brain thinks is safe. Part of what I'm going to do today in talking about the pieces of things is, is talking not just about, okay, so here's some things, but talk about how you can really integrate these into your life, how you can get the help and the support that everybody needs to really, truly change your thinking and change your beliefs and change your approach and change the way you deal with yourself and your feelings and with food so that what you end up with is a different transformed relationship with food and not another three-week thing you tried to do that leaves you feeling like, well, I didn't, I couldn't do that either. It is one of the reasons, it is the reason that the Missing Peace program has two components to it. There is a coaching 
component. There is us working together for 16 weeks to really untangle things and help you make them yours, but also pull out that piece of your brain that is getting in your way when you're trying to take new things on board. That that coaching piece is really important. But what is also important is having lifetime access to this academy of resources because you are going to come back to them. Even if you have the most profound experience in the 16 weeks we work together, three months from then, it will go, it will be useful to go back. And, and remind yourself and remind your brain, or you'll be, remember that changes a spiral. We've talked about that. You'll find yourself in a new situation. Oh, I don't know, like the middle of a global pandemic that you never anticipated, right? Or whatever the next thing is. And being able to revisit tools and remind your brain how to keep moving forward is always going to be important. So if you get off this, this session today, or you get done listening to this series and you feel like you're not quite there yet, I strongly want to encourage you to take a look at the Missing Peace program. But I also, and I also want you to remind your brain that this is not a one-shot process. It takes reminders. It takes going back through the loop. And that does not mean you are doing it wrong. So what I want to talk to you about today is really what I think of as the four phases to creating freedom from overeating and a peaceful relationship with food. If you have listened to me a little bit, you're probably getting the sense that I'm not a linear person. I am not a, okay, we do this and then we do this and then we do this. (laughs) Sometimes we do that. But it is always, life just happens in this spiral. And I will, I will talk about that forever and ever and ever. There are four phases to this process. There is absolutely one that comes first. And it's not one and done. And what you will find, and I'm going to keep referring to the Missing Peace Program, because quite honestly, I have worked a long time to try to figure out how to teach this stuff. And that is how I have put it together to teach this stuff. So it's a great example. So in the Missing Peace Program, for instance, we have a module for each of these levels, pieces that I'm going to talk about. And we keep coming back to each of them. You don't just do the first module, which is all about embracing your power. You don't just do that. And now you've embraced your power and you're done. As we go into the next pieces, you're going to be embracing your power. You're going to get to embrace your power over and over and over again. So each of these things work in a spiral and they're also kind of, they all fit together, just like those cycles that I was talking about in the last session. We're contrasting what I'm talking about here with the old fashioned diet mentality which is, I don't like the way I'm eating. I need to change it. I need to change my eating. And how's that working for you? This is the place where your brain's like, okay, well, that is that does make sense. And that's what we should do. And what are we going to do about the food? We need to sharpen our acts. We need to create a foundation where you are not approaching changing your food through punishing, restrictive, miserable, not lasting diet mentality. And the way you do that is we you, we, all of us need to start by embracing our power, remembering that we are powerful, remembering that you've lived inside your body longer than anybody else. You're the only person who's lived in there your whole life. And you know, some things and every piece of wisdom, every piece of advice needs to filter through what you know about you. What does that look like? What can that look like for you? I will tell you what it looks like in the missing piece program. That module on embracing your power, it's a it's a big one. And it's a big one because I want you to have all these resources on board. And this is the fundamental learning that you're going to come back to over and over and over again as you go through all the other phases of creating freedom from overeating. So the very first thing we do in embracing your power is a detox. 
which is not a juice cleanse, but it's a mental detox. And it's really taking a look at all the crap and the baggage and the shoulds and the have tos that have overloaded your brain and really getting discerning about what is helpful for you right now. What is overload? What is just in your own personal world? What is garbage? What is the advice that is never going to work for you? What is the thing you've been trying to twist yourself up like a pretzel trying to do that is never going to work for you? Part of embracing your power is giving yourself permission to let some of that crap go. Let all of that crap go, right? So we start with a detox and then we kind of come from a different direction and we, we look at motivation because when it comes to changing your relationship with food, a lot of motivation isn't very motivating right? It's, or it's motivating in the short term. It's kind of like adrenaline and fear producing motivation. I've got to do something, but it isn't sustained motivation. And I am a big believer in creating a path forward and, and, and a plan for doing something that not only excites you and that you not only like, but that actually feels so good that you want to keep doing it. So we start by looking at what, what is the way you're motivating yourself now and what would really magnify your motivation? What is your, what is, what is your, why, what is the reason? Why do you want this? Why, what is it that, what is it that you are willing to fight for or try hard things for, or have difficult feelings for? So how do we magnify your motivation? That's different for everybody, but there's a whole process called the motivation magnifier in your missing piece. And that is one of the tools that I mentioned last time that, you know, somebody who had been in the program and gone through the materials came back to this like a year later and was like, oh my gosh, this is just what I needed. There's motivation. There's getting rid of the old crap. And one of the other key pieces in this first phase of embracing your power is remembering what makes you unstoppable. And I know there's some people here on the call who are, who are in the program. And I, <laughs> I see, I see some reactions like this is, we come back to your unstoppability over and over and over again. And this is not this fake affirmation thing, right? Where you smile, you plaster on the smile in the mirror and you say, I am unstoppable. It's really connecting with who you are because every single one of us has done amazing things and has, is unstoppable. And nothing makes you forget that, like going around this hamster wheel with food and weight and overeating and emotional eating a few times. Nothing makes you forget how unstoppable you are, like diet mentality and a list of food rules that don't fit you and that make you miserable and that you can't follow. But you are unstoppable. When you, when you approach things through your special superpowers and with your special lens, you are unstoppable. And that is the secret sauce to creating freedom from overeating. It is doing it your way, which probably if you are like 99.9% .9 of the women on this planet, nobody has ever taught you how to do. And that is how you leave the struggles behind instead of continuing to feel like you have to be in control every single day. So embracing your power is hugely important. There's some other stuff we do in module <laughs> in module one. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, you know, you get your first introduction to spiralosity, which by the way, is a huge part of the program, but like there's so much in module one. The other thing that we do in module one that I think is important is so much of diet mentality is like taking on everything at once. Like I've just got to change my eating and part of embracing your power and knowing yourself is being reasonable with yourself and being, so what, one of the things we do in, in module one is get really strategic about where are the places for you to focus your energy where you're going to get the biggest payoff or that make the most sense for you to target first so that you can, again, back to motivation you're doing it your way. You're doing it in a way that fits your life, 
but you're also doing results. They motivate us, right? It feels really good to be having an impact. And most of us, when we get strategic, there are some like narrow little places that if we focus our attention, instead of feeling like we need to, you know, throw everything out in our kitchen and start completely over and give up five food groups that we love all at once, most of us can see some results and that feels really good. And then you want to keep going. So embracing your power, that is the very first phase. And that is the place for all of you to start. You know, do I feel powerful? Am I wrapped up like a pretzel? Am I trying to do stuff that just is not a fit for me? Am I doubting myself all the time? Am I really not motivated? Do I think I should change my eating, but I really just want to go to bed and pull the covers over my head? Then you have some work to do on motivation. So that's the first phase. The second phase, and it really does come second after this first phase, is ditching the diets. And that's where we start to really get more intimate with food. So ditching the diets means a couple of different things. It, it is the food piece, but it is also taking a look at what are the what are the what are the skills or what are the new thoughts and beliefs, what are the new habits that you need so that you can make the kind of choices that you want to make with food. So one of the key pieces of that ditching the diets module that you want to look at, whether in your, you're in your missing piece or not, is it's called emotional confidence training. It's about how to deal with emotions that you don't know how to deal with, how to deal with feelings that feel so strong that all you want to do is push them down or you know go, <laughs> go flying out of the room and, and get away from them. Because again, back to that reason that you're eating, if you don't have tools and strategies and ways of negotiating the reasons that you're overeating, you can do all the playing around with the food on your plate that you want, but those, those reasons are going to come back and are going to always feel like they have power over you. So taking a look at emotions, getting you new skills and strategies. Another piece of that is working on those ideas of what can you do instead when you have cravings, when you feel triggered. It's great to have new insight, but what are some strategies? What can you do instead of walking into the kitchen? Or what can you do instead of eating, you know, eating all the chocolate or going to the vending machine? Another piece of ditching the diets is how do you, how can you use your brain differently? Much of what we've been talking about in these pop-ups is not about food, but it is about, about the power of your thoughts and your beliefs and your thoughts and your beliefs impact your feelings. And I will tell you what, the thoughts and the beliefs that you have, which then generate how you feel about something, has everything to do what kind of action with what kind of actions you take. And that goes, you know, that is 10x when it comes to whether you <laughs> go and eat or whether you don't eat or whether you do some lovely self-care or whether you beat yourself up. So the part of ditching the diets which is not in line with diet mentality, right? It's, it's not about nutrition. It's, well, it's about nutrition for your brain. It's about how are you managing your thoughts and your beliefs and your feelings? So strategies for feelings, strategies for thoughts, and then the part everybody's so excited about, which is strategies for food. Part of your missing piece is a kind of a library of how you can approach food or policies you could set with food. What, what, how could you set up your own framework with food in a way that might or might not work for you, you get to test it out, but that is not a diet that does not bring up those feelings of deprivation, does not feel like, okay, I could do this for six weeks, right? I know I, I, I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. Like, how can we, how do we step out of all that kind of thinking 
and then give you some ways to put together your own, your own little plan. Diet mentality is you have to be perfect. You have to do everything right. It's succeed or fail, right? It's all, and it's all determined at the way in. Freedom mentality is about you, you figure it out as you're going and you're always taking your own pulse. So you're always noticing there are not, there are very few forever decisions. There is, is this working for me now? Is this something I want to do now? And so again, back to what I said at the beginning of this, being present with yourself so that you can take your pulse, so that you can notice what works, what doesn't work, that you can play with things. Those of you who are in the program, we talk a lot about playing with things, right? And experimenting and having fun with things, which is completely different from diet mentality. So how can you, how can you play with food? to come up with a formula that works for you. And every single person who is listening to this will have a different formula. Um, it's, it's funny, sometimes I'll, I'll be talking to a client or something or something will come up about a way that something I do when I, you know, what I eat for lunch or something or what I had for dinner. And, and sometimes there's this kind of leaning in like, well, what does she do? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Like we all have little tips and tricks and things that might be helpful, but what you need to do is go back and filter that stuff through your inner wisdom and come up with that formula that just, this is the way of eating that lets you feel the way you want to feel. And it's the ride you want to be on until it, until you shift it or change it. So that's ditching diet mentality. It is, it is light. It is not a bunch of rules. I did a podcast interview a couple months ago with somebody and we hadn't met before. And we had this great conversation about some of this stuff. And she has a non-diet podcast. She has a very strict policy. There's no talk about diet on this podcast. And after we were done, she thanked me for the interview. And she said, this is such a great conversation. And I'm so glad that we're having it. I love the way that you approach emotional eating. And she, she said this thing that really surprised me. She said, you know, it's really hard to find people to teach on this topic because there are a ton of people who say they do this, but what they're really doing is a diet disguised with fancy words. And I think you, there's a lot of that out there in the world, right? There's a lot of diets that are disguised in fancy words. And it's really cool right now to say diets don't work. <laughs> I mean, that's in my Facebook feed all day long. And then somebody's selling me a diet. Ditching the diets is, is deep and it's profound and it changes lots more than your relationship with food. So that's the second phase. Third phase is my favorite. And I really want you to try this on. It's promoting yourself to CEO of your well-being. We live in reaction mode. Diet mentality puts us in reaction mode and good student mode and um, doubting our own wisdom mode. We've been doing this all along through these different phases, but in phase three, that's really where we really, like you really take that unstoppable version of you and your, your CEO posture, and you start sitting at the head of the board table with your well-being and with your relationship with food and with your time and with your energy and with, with your life, right? And I'm not saying you're not doing that in so many ways because you are successful and you've done great things, but so much of the stories that we have, so, uh, the sto so, ma so many of the stories that we tell ourselves about our overeating, they're based in power powerlessness or a lack of ability. Well, I guess that's powerless, right? A lack of ability to make changes or something that can't be fixed. And there are things that can't be fixed. There are things that are unfair. There are things that are painful. And when you really take that final step into learning how to 
at least much of the time, approach those things from a place of power and confidence. And as the CEO, everything changes. And I, and people are often surprised. I work with some really, I have worked with some very powerful people who are often surprised in this particular area of their life, how small they have started to feel and how much their confidence has been eroded. Things that you will find in this module of your missing piece that you can take inventory of and and see if they would be helpful for you are looking at your time and energy drains and owning your time and energy again, looking at getting the help that you need, both with these particular problems, but also in your life. Are Are you asking for what you need? Are you asking and are you open to receiving what you need, how to create time for yourself. This whole idea of checking in with yourself and being present and giving yourself what you really need and feeding the feeding the things that you're really hungry for, nourishing yourself. We have to feel entire in charge of our time and energy to enough of a degree to do that. Many people feel trapped in this place. Many very successful people feel trapped in this place. It's not magic. We don't just make more time for you, but there are ways to make some shifts. And it, it does start with your brain. And your thinking and your approach to situations. It's not magic, but it is possible. So creating time for yourself, looking at, oh, there's so much. There's just just a lot of good stuff in this module about how to reward yourself without food, how there's a a section on compassion and growing your own self-compassion because CEOs are not boot camp instructors right? You got to show up like a CEO and that means you got to take care of yourself. So, so that is, that is a really fun part of your missing piece. It is an essential piece of your puzzle for solving this whole overeating business, embracing your CEO, finding her, reconnecting with her, and then sitting at the head of the damn table. It's really, really, really important. And then the last stage which kind of wraps it all together, but we kind of start with it in, in module one and it weaves its way all the way through your missing piece is creating forever freedom. Every single thing you do when it comes to changing your relationship with food, in the back of your mind, there should be a little voice asking, you know, is this tenable? Is this, is this something I can see myself to continue? You know, is this, a, is this like a two-hour plan or a six-week plan? Or could I envision doing this for the long term? It doesn't mean that everything you are going to do is something you have to do forever, but we make these mistakes as high achievers, as as high achievers who are impatient and who want big results fast, right? It's easy to jump into big dramatic things because in the moment, sometimes they feel good or they feel exciting and they're not sustainable. It's easy to not think about our real lives and have things that fit in our real lives, but there there are also a lot of shoulds. I should be doing more. I should be taking on this thing. If I'm going to do this, I might as well do this. All sorts of thinking that end up leading to what we cover in a huge way in your missing piece in this module, which is all sorts of self-sabotage. There are so many ways that smart high achievers that we get in our own way. I put myself in this camp. We get in our own way. We think we're actually like, like just think the just do it mentality is one of the ones I'm just... I could get on soapbox about, right? We, we, it sounds great. And yet sometimes it is such a path to self-sabotage and misery, but we tell ourselves it's something that makes us stronger. There's a whole family of kinds of self-sabotage that high achieving women are particularly good at. And the, one of the things that's really sneaky about them is that they, 
they're disguised as superpowers. So looking at self-sabotage is going to be really important. Being honest with yourself about what was missing the last time you tried something or what there was too much of or what didn't work. Giving yourself permission to create a plan that works for you. And again, to go back to that detox at the beginning there, right? To, to reject the stuff that doesn't. You don't have to do everything. One of the pieces that is so important, I want you to think about this now. If you want forever freedom, you need a plan that is going to encompass all the different kinds of you. You have motivated and inspired you. You have you that is so amazingly on track. You're blowing yourself away, right? But you also have you who wakes up on days and she just doesn't care or she's so frustrated. It just doesn't feel like it's worth it. And she is, she has lost her motivation, right? Or you have you that just for some reason got totally off track and had a really bad day. Your plan needs to have like a container for that. What do you do? What do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you do when you feel stuck? What do you do when you feel unmotivated? Diet mentality tells you you have to be perfect. Diet mentality teaches that, well, do A, B, and C, and you will never feel that way again. Right. (laughs) And guess what? Think about the times when you have been successful for a while in some plan to change your eating, and then you weren't. That place where you weren't, that's the place to pay all the attention. And and that is where you can start to use psychology and use your thinking and get really smart and strategic about what needs to be different. Why didn't it work there? I tell my coaching clients this all the time. Like when we get through that place where you feel like, oh, this isn't working either. Oh, I shouldn't have done this. Oh, you know what? I just really need to go on a diet for a while. I just need to get the scale out. I just need to, like, that is the place when you can get through that place and own it, figure out how to do it differently, or figure out how something that is usually this mountain of what feels like failure can just be like a little blip and you can keep moving. That is the place where you have owned your relationship with food. Okay. So those are the four phases that I think everybody needs to have, and you have to focus on if you want to create real freedom from overeating. I feel pretty passionate as I think you can probably tell about the missing piece program and how we pull those pieces together. If you want more examples of what these pieces look like, go to the website for the missing piece program. The the link, I can put it in the comments. Don't do it right now, but if you go through it and about like I don't know, halfway down the page, there's a blue bar that says something like what's in each module or here's what's, here's what you, something like that. I think it's what's in each module, but there are like bullet points for each of these different phases. And it it is what is included in the program, but these are great examples of what this looks like, what you need. And it is pretty normal to hear somebody talk about stuff like this. And then tomorrow think, what does that even mean? CEO of your well-being? What, what the heck is that? So that can be a resource for you. And if, if your missing pieces is calling out to you, I'd love to have you in the program. Nobody thinks that tackling their overeating sounds like fun. Sometimes people have this like this goal in mind of where they'll get to and they can kind of get excited about that. But at the beginning, coming from diet mentality, nobody thinks this can be fun. It can be fun. I think we have fun in your missing piece. I think people find their own lightness. I don't think I see it 
People tell me they find their own lightness again in your missing piece. Diet mentality tells you, okay, I need to buckle down. I need to make some hard changes. Finding your freedom, freedom mentality is really finding changes that work for you, which means they feel good. I mean, that's one of the kind of litmus tests that you're going to use with, is this working or not? How does it feel? That's important. You're worthy of feeling the way you want to feel. And you are worthy of feeling the way you want to feel starting today. If this is for you, I would love to have you in your missing piece. I would love to hear questions if people want coaching, if there are things that came up. Oh, and I've got a question here. What is my opinion about the scales? All bad. No. I don't think scales are all bad. I think a scale is just a thing. A scale is neutral. Your thoughts and your beliefs and what, how, and how those thoughts and beliefs lead you to feel and act around the scale is almost always worth looking at. I have seen every version of relationships with the scale that work for people. I have worked with people who the scale was a really useful thing. I have also worked with a lot of people who firmly believed they had to have a scale or they had to have a way in. Um, or they had to do, you know, well, yeah, those two things. They had to keep track of things with the scale and were really uncomfortable with the idea of any other option. And along the way, they decided that they wanted to experiment or, like I said, play with something else and it changed their life. I mean, literally, like I've had so many conversations with women who decided after years of this is how I have to be with the scale decided to try something else, not always the same thing. And then like, you know, three months later, I've had this conversation with them about, can you even believe like, I, like there was one, one woman who weighed, I don't remember how much, how often she weighed herself. It was at least daily, very regimented. She probably wrote it down and she was very nervous. She decided she wanted to, to try something new and she wanted to put the scale away for a bit. I think it was like a week. She just wanted to see what that was like. And she liked that and she kept it but anyway, anyway, like three months later, I asked her something and she didn't remember where the scale was. She didn't know. She's fine. And she, yeah. And she was moving in the direction that she wanted to go with her goals. And it was great, but it was just, so can you even believe you lost your scale? <laughs> and she couldn't, but she could then because it was different, right? There is a way of talking about food that feels good. That brings hope. Okay. You all have a great rest of your day. Have a wonderful weekend. And I hope that I see, I know I'll see some of you in your missing piece because you're already there, but I hope I see some others. That would be fantastic. And yes, we will have fun. Are you ready? Are you ready to lose your overeating and emotional eating habits? Are you ready to find a relationship with food that fits you? One that's deprivation free? Then you need to join your missing piece. Enrollment is open, and now is a perfect time to join us. Go to too much on her forward slash your dash missing dash piece, P E A C E, or click the link in the show notes to take you there. Your missing piece is the program where I show you step by step, I walk you through the process of creating freedom from overeating with a unique combination of personalized coaching with me and smart strategy. You'll learn how to reclaim your power, ditch the diets, and create results that are built to last. Check it out at toomuchonherplate.com forward slash your dash missing dash piece. And I'll see you inside. If you're ready to lose your overeating and emotional eating habits, and you are ready to step into a relationship with food that fits you, one that doesn't rely on willpower and deprivation, then now is the time to join your missing piece. 
Enrollment is open and this is the perfect time to join me. Go to toomuchonherplate.com forward slash freedom or just click on the link in the show notes. Your Missing Piece is the program where I show you step-by-step how to create freedom from overeating with a unique combination of psychologist-designed, personalized work with me, coaching, and smart strategy. You'll learn how to reclaim your power, ditch the diets, and create results that are built to last. Check it all out at toomuchonherplate.com forward slash freedom, and I'll see you inside.